0: exclusions apply you are listening to season 2 episode 4 this one is Cubs con 2023 recap don't forget to listen download review and most importantly subscribe to our podcast and to follow the socials it's the fly the W 670 on Twitter Instagram and the fly the W on Facebook or email us flythew the 670 at gmail.com I'm Dustin Rhodes executive producer of the Mully and Haw show the guys are live from 530 to 10 on 670 the score of course your radio home for Cubs baseball and as always I am joined by my buddy Crowley who is uh, on about uh, maybe six hours of sleep in the last uh, three days nobody participates more in Cubs Con than Crowley I got to see it up close and personal Crowley how you doing
1: I will tell you that I sound like a 90 year old woman who smoked cigarettes all her life I'm exhausted but guess what Dustin it was a hundred percent worth it wouldn't change a thing
0: yeah, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty cool uh, five six hours that I was able to spend down there. I know Crowley, you spent about sixty hours down there over the last uh, last couple of days. And um, let's let's take it from the top. Let, let me tell you the first thing I saw out on social media, and I actually hit you up about was that at about two thirty in the morning. Friday morning, technically, I guess, there were already people camping outside of the hotel. What in the world were they out there camping for, and what kind of uh, uh, a line were they looking to get in? What kind of access were they looking to get in? And I said to you, where's Crawley?
1: <laughs> well, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, my friend was in line for me, and uh, we. Uh, what you end up doing in those long lines that people start camping out is Cubs Charities. It's a meet and greet and it it used to be more expensive and this year it was not as expensive. $150 gets you a picture and two autographs. So I was able, we were able to get Kyle Hendricks, but you go in and you sign up for slots and when the slots are done then you can't do it, but it's the most Easy, guaranteed way to get an autograph. Like for me, I know that I, I, I have, I don't think Kyle Hendricks is going to be a Cub in 2024. So I needed to get him. That couldn't be a risk. It couldn't be something I kind of tried. I had to get him. So in that regard, I was able to get a couple things signs from him. And so that was, that was what I did. And so people wait in line and it, it wraps around and it's crazy. But yeah, that's how it really starts on uh, Thursday night.
0: Okay, people very with cool their, very people cool with then, their
1: sleeping bags and everything.
0: <laughs> and then what time? So what time did you actually get down to uh, the Sheridan on Friday and what uh take us through your let's take us take everybody through your Friday.
1: Well, you know, thirty thirty seventh 37th annual Cubs convention after a two-year hiatus. I got in there at a decent hour. I can't even remember when. It all kind of blends together. But, you know, I just kind of walk around and kind of get the ambience, see what's up, see what's new, you know. They always kind of have new, different little things that you can kind of take a look at. It's still getting set up because, you know, it was the red carpet was new this year, and that started at about uh, 5 p.m. And so, you know, that was kind of cool because it gave the fans a little extra time to interact with the players as they came through. Traditionally, they kind of can't. If you know, like, the Sheridan and before that, even the Hilton, there's a lot of, like, side tunnels and catacombs, so people sometimes, if they don't want to, aren't like walking through everybody and so you know in that regard it was a chance for a lot of people to see the players that they kind of were more interested in seeing um but it was you know it's opening ceremonies that's always the crazy it's a stampede to get in there and our friend cole wright was the MC to kick things off so first thing he does he introduces the incomparable wayne mesmer to lead the crowd in the national anthem, and then uh, Cubs owner Tom Ricketts comes out, and what he always would do, what he always does is kind of do, do a little bit of a state of the union of the Cubs. You know what I mean? How things are going, what's happening, and it was at that point, Dustin. I don't know if you got a chance to see this, that he introduced Pat Hughes, um, heading to Cooperstown as a Ford Frick Award winner and a member of the Cubs' 2022 Hall of Fame. And so Pat came out, and the the ovation was just tremendous. And to hear Pat say words and just the love that Pat has for the Cub fans and vice versa, it was a really touching moment. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really special to see the fans uh, salute Pat the way they did and do, and uh, always great to hear Pat uh, anytime. So, yeah, great. uh, It was a great moment. Great job. You know, the the Ricketts kind of checked all the boxes, I felt, as we're going to go through it all weekend long. But that was a, a really nice way to start things off. No doubt about it.
1: And not, and Pat came out with his very nice blue Cubs Hall of Fame blazer and great <laughs> trousers.
0: Right, that's right. Uh, but <laughs> let's stick with
1: that theme for the Cubs Hall of Fame. Because after that, Tom Ricketts shocks everybody to announce the 2023 Cubs Hall of Fame class. Never, this has never happened before at CubsCon, right? Cubs Hall of Fame relatively new. They've done kind of different iterations over the years. but. The first player to get announced, he wasn't even announced to be coming in to CubsCon. He he was kind of like a late addition. And it was Sean Dunstan, and the crowd went wild. Uh, A lot of the Cub fans remember, you know, the hard-throwing shortstop who inspired the Sean O'Meater. He's with the Cubs for many, many years. And uh, he hasn't done as many conventions. So it was really awesome to see him. And then the second person coming into the 2023 Hall of Fame Cubs class is going to be the 90s hit leader, Gold Glove first baseman, Mark Grace. So those two guys were up there together, Dunstan and Grace, and Dunstan hasn't been to a lot of uh, Cubs conventions lately either, and so it was a really touching moment. Both of those guys had tears in their eyes. I was kind of getting a little misty-eyed, you know. The Cubs are, are, are famous for that famous poem, uh tinkers to Evers to Chance, right? About that right. shortstop combination, but for guys Dustin of our generation, it was Dunston to Sandberg to Grace that we remember. And and so to see those guys get getting you know their due and coming you know hopefully and being recognized, and I'm I'm really hoping you know last year we talked about it. It was uh it was Pat Hughes and Buck O'Neill, the late Buck O'Neill, and um jose cardinal who got uh inducted but they didn't do anything public for the fans right i'm really hoping that those guys kind of get something maybe in front of gallagher way they have enough time to plan for something like this so i would love it i would love to be there i'd love to see it and, and that would be amazing in my opinion
0: and i heard that the uh most uh, popular obvious shirt of the weekend was dunston to samber to grace that was the highest uh selling t-shirt down at CubsCon.
1: Oh, Joe is doing quite well for himself this weekend. But uh, as I was sitting there, you know, Cole was, you know, first time he was first time at a Cub Con and first time emceeing. And so he just had such a high level of energy. And we were already in a frenzy after the whole Pat Hughes, Dunstan and Grace thing. So, you know, he does the traditional, you, you bring out the broadcasters, the alums, the prospects, the Hall of Famers and the 2023 Cubs. Huge ovation for Kyle Hendricks. So good to see him again. Pumped his fist in the air. And the guy was smiling ear to ear all week. And I know he's got a reputation as a guy that doesn't smile much. But obviously the crowd's roaring for uh, Dansby Swanson. They're roaring for uh, Cody Bellinger and a lot of the new guys. So uh, true story. There's a true story, right? I'm going to tell this kind of story here. Uh, What ends up happening is Tucker Barnhart, you know, it's his first Cubs con. He's like, hey, man, I can't wait to, uh, you know, Tucker Hart, uh, Barnhart writes on Twitter, can't wait to meet everybody at CubsCon. And I wrote back to him. I said, hey, be looking out for me. I'll be in the front row when you come out for opening ceremonies with a beer for you. And then he responded to me with a seven and a question mark. I'm going to be looking for the tape on this because I know it has to exist somewhere out there. So he comes out, and I'm in the very, very first row of the uh, right where they're all coming out of. And I literally wave, show him the beer, underhand toss him a strike. He catches it in one hand and in one motion tosses it right back to me. <laughs>
0: then what would you do with the beer?
1: Oh, I drank it. Oh, I drank it. I drank it. Absolutely. Did you crack right. it
0: right open at that point or was a little uh, sudded up, huh?
1: Uh, oh yeah, cracked it wide open. So so it was. It was you know. It's there was a mess everywhere. But uh...
0: speaking speaking of Tucker Barnhart, really quick, I, and I don't know if you picked up on this because I, I you're basically wearing what you wore all weekend again. Hopefully, maybe you ran that through the dryer that Cubs jersey Crowley. But uh, what was up with the mock turtleneck? A uh, sport coat look uh, by a couple of the co- it looked like that was like the uh, the, the the look this year the uh, mock turtleneck with the uh, sport coat Tucker Barnhart in like a a purple sport coat and purple slacks and uh, on the red carpet uh, you know talking about like who put it together for him it was like uh, watching the Oscars
1: yeah it was it was they called it the blue carpet and it was it was really awesome to kind of see that it was fun and this is this is the first time that Marquis ever ever been a part of it. And so there was a lot of, obviously, uh, the um, faces of Marquis, you know, the people, the broadcasters, different groups. And they would kind of be interviewing people kind of intermittently throughout the the uh, event. And, and yeah, it, w- it was really, kind of, it looked like everybody just had a lot of fun. And I think, you know, for some of us, you know, that, that have missed CubsCon so badly, it was just so great to kind of see what they were all doing. But, you know, even after the ceremony was over, right, the night was not over because this was the first time that they ever had Harry Karaoke. And so a lot of people went down there to sing. I I, I sang at Lizzie McNeil's on Saturday. I did not do Harry Karaoke. But uh, there was a lot of, again, a lot of first-timers as far as Cubs employees. A couple of them have been on our show, and I know one of them is going to be on the show in the near future, Jeremiah Paprocki, the PA announcer. Sang some songs. John Benedict, who's a phenomenal singer. He's one of the new organists at Wrigley Field. He sang songs. He played all weekend, as, as did uh, Josh Langhoff, who's the other organist. Great guy. And then, if you remember Miguel Esparza, the Spanish voice of the Cubs, what a lot of people do not know about Miguel is that, and, and he'll kill me if I get this wrong, he is an Elvis tribute artist. Okay? If I say cover guy or something, he gets all mad at me. Tribute artist. So I got it right. Miguel is is a phenomenal singer. It would just blow you away. And so he did the his favorite Elvis song, Kentucky Rain, and the crowd <laughs> was just going absolutely nuts. So, you know, the, the cool thing about that very first day of CubsCon is you can bump into a lot of different players. There's Fergie Dank Jenkins sitting at the table. Sit down with him, talking to him about the about the uh, you know getting the getting the statue this year, and uh, he went to the Hawks game the night before. And if you don't know if you don't know Fergie all that well, people don't realize this. He's a tremendous. Obviously, most of these guys are tremendous athletes, but I'm talking next level. He played for the Harlem Globetrotters. Trotters. Um, he was very much into hockey. He's, he's truly athletic, and even at this age, he still did pretty good. He did shoot the puck. So if anybody saw that this weekend, I, I don't know how many he got in. I think at least one for sure. But but just just fun talking to him. Um, I got to sit down and talk a little bit with Jody Davis. And so with Jody, that that's always a blast too. So, you know, I was up very, very late. And then I got up very, very early. And that's when I ran into you. Um, <laughs> uh, we were we were uh, up in the very first row and, and Cole Wright again. Uh, leading the panel, sounding very much like I do now, he gave it a hundred percent the night before. Uh, yeah, but his voice is, be- <laughs>
0: his voice sounded like yours a little bit right now, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so you know, now it's the return of the Ricketts family forum. first time since twenty eighteen, and it was you know what happens in these panels is is that the um, the moderator and whoever's there kind of speaks for about fifteen twenty, and then they do about fifteen twenty about fan questions, right? And so I am walking, and as I am walking to to my seat who do I almost bump into? But Ryan Sandberg, like, what, what, what are you doing here? You know, usually the guys aren't sitting there watching the panels. You know what I mean? So we find out that Ryan Sandberg will be the next player to be immortalized in statue row. The first one, first player to get a statue that was not part of the 1969 team. And he stood up and got a massive ovation.
0: Yeah, that was very cool. He got up on stage, showed a lot of love to the fans, I snapped a couple of pictures, threw them out there on the uh, Mully and Haw account, and uh, it was really cool because obviously I grew up really, really, really liking Ryan Sandberg.
1: Now that statue, and, and we had Lucella on the podcast before. I encourage our listeners to listen to that one. He's he's such a talented artist, so he's going to be the one that's going to be doing it, and it is going to debut in 2024. Dustin, I hate to make you feel old but for the 40th anniversary of the 1984 team.
0: might as well jump I think right away I go back to Van Halen 1984 and that that music with that Cubs team every time I hear Van Halen uh, from that era on the radio I immediately think of that team
1: now I was able to ask a question pretty early on and my question I actually drove by Wrigley yesterday on my way home and saw the sports book and it is done I'll tell you that the exterior looks done I don't know what the interior looks like uh, but when I saw the sports book, you know, I, the, my question for Ricketts was the asking him about whether that money, the gen, the revenue generated from the sports book, if that's going to be put into the payroll. And I and, because I said, look, you know, you saw what Steve Cohen did blowing through, you know, the payroll on the tax, blowing through everything. But, you know, Tom stated that the Cubs, you know, this year are going to be staying close to the competitive balance tax, which we kind of knew. He joked that the sports book would not bring in Steve Cohen type money but you know really didn't kind of you know kind of tap danced around the question I would say um
0: Well he did say know. though that the money I mean he said that the money from the sports book would go back into baseball.
1: Right, right? but 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 not the, I guess it's I'm thinking more of the, and he the encouraged of-
0: encouraged everybody to encourage everybody to go visit it and make some bets.
1: Yeah, but my 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 I guess, my issue is is that it's not a question of how you know the money; it's the willingness to go past the competitive balance tax, which has me concerned right. that you can you right. can you very much can clearly see they don't want to do. So, right, you know, but, sport- but I think
0: he did. Now, again, what I heard again, I think everybody can you know interpret it the way they want to interpret it, hear the way they want to hear it. This is what this was my takeaway. We are going to compete for the division. We hope we get off to a good start. We look to add in July, and we look to win in the postseason. That's what I heard him say. So he did say that if things were going right, that they were going to spend-slash-trade in July. And when you're doing that, you're not trading away things. You're you're, you're taking things in that cost more money than the things going out. So we'll we'll have to see. But I believe that they're competitive, that they're going to make a run at it. Okay, and then so they,
1: right now, well, we'll talk about how the money situation as far as the competitive balance tax on the next episode. But uh, as we were kind of taking a look here, the sports book, you know, obviously clearly not
0: a huge hit with fans. Um, the other thing, no, no, it wasn't Crowley for everybody <laughs> listening. could since you drove by it, since you just drove by it, you said, mm-hmm. describe to everybody because I think this is a question a lot of people have. Where exactly is this?
1: It's on the corner of Addison and Sheffield. So, Kitty okay. Corner from Wrigleyville Sports, um, across uh, across the street from the sports corner. If you go to that bar and grill, but yeah, it, it's where they so it's own, in the where it's they in used,
0: the right it's in the right field corner.
1: Right, exactly where they used to have the the Santo and William statue.
0: Okay, so and they've eaten I up that they've eaten up that area. Now, any idea? Any idea what like game day? Do you have to have a ticket to get in there on game day, or is that going to be a separate? Type of deal like Captain Morgan used to be, where you could go in there, and then if you wanted to get into the game, you show a ticket to go through the doors.
1: So I haven't heard 100, but from what I'm hearing, that there's going to be both options. So I don't know if there's going to be, you know, obviously, like okay, let's say you want to go in from say, uh, you, you know, there's there's going to be if you have a ticket, you should be able to go in from there directly.
0: Okay, and, and I, I wonder if it's go to going to be a place that's going to be open year round. Like, will it be yes. a bar, restaurant, mm-hmm. sports book that's open all the time, not just during Cubs season?
1: Absolutely, because that's going to be a revenue generator, right? Because, so, I mean, obviously, they've done a great job with the Chris Kindlemark or whatever, or, uh, Wrigleyville at Gallagher Way, you know? And so the Christmas fest that they had there, that brings in money. So you want to make it so that, obviously, Wrigley is generating money, you know, year round and not just that six-month window though, that baseball exists. So uh, my understanding is it's going to be year round, so... Um, something else not popular, fans, is the stalemate between Ricketts and Sosa. Um yes. Sosa's name was shouted when Ricketts said they were going to announce the 2023 Cubs Hall of Fame. So everyone's shouting his name before they announced Dunstan and Grace. Uh, but right before when, when they talked about the next statue, people yelled out Sosa's name. And he started getting questions about it during the Q&A. Um, you know, again, for people in the 90s that grew up, you know, Dustin, you, you know, you and I roughly fit into that category. Uh, there, are in the decade of the 90s was probably the only decade I could think of worse than the 90s was the 50s. Uh, the 1990s Cubs were awful, awful team. And it wasn't until Sammy came along that reinvigorated the fan base. And so I think this stalemate, I don't know, you know, so let's go this way. Sammy Sosa said he never took performance-enhancing drugs in front of Congress, okay? Ricketts, from everything, if you want to read the tea leaves, wants an apology for PED use. So if Sammy wants to come back to the Cubs, he's going to have to admit he lied to Congress, which I don't think any lawyer would advise. So this is kind of getting old um, you saw McGuire recognized and welcomed back to St. Louis. You saw Barry Bonds, they love him out in San Francisco. This whole Sosa thing is getting old, and the longer it continues, the worse it's going to be. Now let me just say, I know Sammy Sosa is not an angel. I'm not gonna sit there and say that he's being so wrong and so slighted. And to say that the Ricketts have no excuses, but at the same time, there's you didn't, you know, Let's, let's be honest, man, you know you you've, you've had domestic abusers on the team, you've had guys that have done some not so great things. Um, you know why why draw this line with Sammy that I think is unfair? I think it's just time and I think it's past time personally.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm a big sosa guy, but I think now that Ricketts has done this that he's kind of dug his heels in, I think it would be really odd if he reversed course on the whole thing that that that's what i mean he, he he said but but he also left it open i thought that what he said is he said i have no news to report no update but i don't believe that the story is closed or that the book is closed on this so he he's willing he's willing but i think he he needs sammy to take a couple of steps a little closer two things potentially i i wonder if if somebody in the neighborhood if there there is a place close to wrigley field that is not owned by tom ricketts i wonder if that person would consider doing kind of like what pete rose has done or what you know other other athletes right could could sosa wind up in a bar restaurant near wrigley you know, and and come meet Sammy Sosa. Come take a picture with Sammy Sosa. Come get an autograph with Sammy Sosa. Come hear what Sammy Sosa has to say about the Cubs type of thing.
1: So, let, Dustin, what's the one thing that if everybody knows is a knock on Sammy? It's his ego. Okay. So, no, Pete Rose will go anywhere and sign anything for a buck, right? Sammy Sosa is a very, very proud man. So, why he's not apologizing for? I mean, he's not going to make an outward apology. But I mean, if there's something special, I could see him doing it. But not like, like Pete, where he's just sitting there signing and, 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 and shooting the smash, you know, talking with the fans or whatever. No, I don't see him doing that.
0: The one other thing, right. though. I mean, it not, is right? getting a little. It, it, yep, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: No, I just found it funny. Like, I mean, the, you were saying, but, like, the crowd during the rickets and the second question started chanting, you know, bring him back, bring him back. I mean, it was really the, the, the most boisterous I heard the fans on Saturday. Well, you got
1: to remember it's Saturday 9 a.m. and all of us were hungover, so <laughs> it's, it's, we're usually right. a cry, quieter right. crowd out there. But yes, Sammy gets everybody. Fired I know out. we're gonna get. I know we're gonna get
0: to some news. I know we're gonna get to some news that got everybody fired up on Saturday night. But we'll, we'll get there in a little. Oh, bit.
1: absolutely. And uh, the one thing I thought was interesting, the last note that I kind of took was that the question about Ricketts purchasing a soccer team. Um, there's a couple of them up for sale, and uh, your guy Mully from the Mully and Haw show in the mornings. Uh, you know, I know he's a big soccer fan, but I know both Liverpool and Manchester United are up for sale. Um, Tom said no. Nope. Man U is his
0: team. Man U is right. his team, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So no, and and then the other point that he brought up is that the Ricketts have a lot of different investments, and they have no relationship to the Cubs. So if if they do decide, apparently it's not going to have any effect. And I think people, I mean, I hope people understand that that these guys own a lot of different businesses, and you know, one doesn't bleed into another normally. So um, it was a fun night. It was a great time, and uh, you know, we had you know, we we'll, you know, a lot of other sessions happened on Saturday as well.